The Steve Lobby Agency presents The Christian Publishing Show, a podcast for writers who want to advance Christ's kingdom using the written word. Here's your host, Thomas Umstadt Jr. Today we're going to talk about promotional tours for your book and which works better, a blog tour or a podcast tour for you, and why, for many authors, podcast tours are replacing blog tours as the go-to tactic that sells the most books. Uh, But first, let's talk about what is a blog tour. A blog tour is when you or your marketing or PR person schedule a series of blog posts on other people's blogs about you and your book. Uh, These can take a few forms. Uh, The first is the author interview. This is where the blogger emails you a list of questions and you type up answers. Uh, The next is the book review. This is where you send the blogger a copy of your book and they write up a review about it. And then finally, the guest post. Uh, This is where the author writes a guest post for the blog. Uh, And this is more commonly used for more popular blogs and for blogs that are less focused on blog tours specifically and book reviews specifically. And of the three techniques, the third guest post technique is the most effective and it's also the most work. Uh, especially if you're writing for popular blogs. But if you're writing for a really big-time blogger, it can work actually incredibly well at getting your name out there. So let's talk about the challenge with blog tours. Uh, The thing about a blog is that anyone can set up a blog for free. Because of this, there are millions of blogs, most of which get effectively zero visitors. And most authors, and sadly to say many marketing folks for publishers, don't know how to tell how much traffic a particular blog gets. And stay tuned, because I'm going to tell you how to find out so you don't have to be one of those ignorant folks. Uh, The result, though, is that many uh, blog tours end up having all of their posts on unpopular blogs. And the time that they spent setting up the tour and coordinating the tour, that effort and that money is all wasted. And I've been on conference calls with marketing teams and I've seen the reports they sent, like, we just got your book featured on these, you know, three blogs. You know, this is a major publisher. And I look up the blogs and those blogs got no traffic. And I was so sad for the author and also sad for the marketing folks because they were wasting their time on blog tours that were not going to move the needle. In some ways, it's too easy to start a blog, at least from a blog tour perspective. If you're wanting to tour on other people's blogs, it's too easy for them to start a blog just to get free books. In fact, there's a whole um, community of people who want free books, and so they start a book review blog that has zero visitors, but it's pretty, and they review a book, and that's their way of getting a constant stream of new books mailed to them by the PR folks at publishing companies. Uh, you can p- fall prey to this. You can even fall prey to this if you're an indie author. There are companies that will take your money to then mail your books to these book review bloggers that have no visitors. So blog tours are one of those low effort strategies that marketing teams suggest when they don't have the budget for anything more effective. So in general, you want to be very careful about blog tours. That said, there are ways to make blog tours work, and I'd like to share some of those with you. I'm not completely against blog tours. I'm just against ineffective blog tours, which is sadly most blog tours right now. 
So how do you make blog tours work? Well, the first thing you do is you focus on popular blogs. And there is a tool that will allow you to know how popular a blog is. There's a service called Alexa that buys anonymized traffic statistics from internet service providers. So if you're with Comcast or you're with Spectrum as your ISP, it will sell your traffic data and all of their other customers' traffic data to Alexa. And Alexa puts it into one big pot and ranks websites based off of how popular they are. So the most popular website in the world has got an Alexa score of one. The second most popular website in the world has an Alexa score of two and so on. Now, Alexa only tracks the top 10 million websites. So if a blog has no score, you know that it is not in the top 10 million and it effectively gets zero visits because uh, it doesn't take many visitors to get you in the top 10 million of websites. 10 million is a really big number. Uh, for some reference, I ran the Alexa score for stevelobby.com. It's 477,000. I ran it for authormedia.com. It's 308,000. And then I ran it on my personal blog, thomasumstead.com. It's 1.6 million. So I would not recommend you approaching thomasumstead.com to do a book review of your book because it doesn't get enough traffic. In general, I don't recommend doing blog tours on blogs with a score higher than 1 million. And, you know, it's up to you if you feel like it's worth it uh, at over a million. It's definitely not worth it for an unranked blog. That is a complete waste of time. That is a blog that cannot demonstrate that it has a single visitor. <laughs> like we're talking numbers that are in the single digits, or I guess zero is a single digit. Like potentially the only visitor to that blog is the blogger who's using it to get free books. Don't fall prey to that trap. And the second tip is to focus on focused blogs. So if you write Amish books and the blog only reviews Amish books and has a community of people who read Amish books, it may be worth it to do a blog tour on that blog, even if they're not in the top million blogs. Uh, because it has such a valuable audience. Uh, the value of a blog is the value of the audience that the blog has attracted. And an unfocused audience has fewer potential readers in it than a focused blog. Right? If you're on a, just a general, we'll review any kind of book um, website, You know, perhaps only 10% of the readers, of the visitors who do come, which may not be a very big number, are even interested in your genre. And if only 10% of those click the link to go to Amazon and only 10% of those go on to buy, very quickly you have a fraction of one reader once you do all of that math. And what that means is you've sold zero books. Whereas if you're touring blogs that are focused on your niche, uh, then the, the whole audience potentially are potential readers, and that math works out to be much better. Uh, a good example of doing this right, I worked uh, with a celebrity pastor to help launch a book, and one of the things that we did was we set up a tour of his celebrity friend, his celebrity pastor friends' blogs and email lists, because they're often connected. So one benefit of being a celebrity pastor is you're friends with other celebrity pastors, and so he got his pastor friends to either review his book or to have him on as a guest or you know one of these approaches you know these were pastors that had similar theology and were wanting to help promote this pastor's book and um, this worked incredibly well we sold out of the book uh, on Amazon by 10 a.m. of the morning of the launch it was so effective and that is the kind of approach where you're kind of thinking outside of the box you're not going to the same blog 
tour websites that everybody else goes to and they review a new book every two or three days or every week where you're, you're going to popular blogs that are popular with your target audience. And there's lots of ways of doing this. And you want to play to your unfair advantage. So a celebrity pastor has an unfair advantage of being, you know, having the cell phone numbers of other celebrity pastors because they tend to hang out together. So that so enough about blog tours. Now let's talk about podcast tours. The beautiful, beautiful podcast tour. Uh, so podcast tours are more like a traditional press tour, like that a Hollywood actor does for a movie coming out. Uh, then they are like a blog tour. And th the difference is that you don't have to travel to do a podcast tour. Pretty much all podcasts record remotely using a variety of different technologies, none of which you have to mess with because the podcast host will mess with that technology. They'll tell you exactly what to do. So if they're using Skype, they'll send you an invite on Skype. If they're using Zoom, they'll send you a Zoom link. If they're using Zencast or Squadcast, they'll send you links to those. And with a podcast tour, you do a series of podcast interviews on various podcasts around the web. It's that simple. So why are best-selling authors preferring podcast tours to blog tours? Well, the first reason is because hosting a podcast requires time and money. And because hosting a podcast is harder and more expensive than hosting a blog, there are fewer podcasts, which makes each one of those podcasts more popular. They're not competing with as many other podcasts. The kind of person who's looking for shortcuts, right? They're just looking for free books. They don't start podcasts. And if they do, they give up after a few episodes and pod fade. Uh, podcasts that last tend to have a good listenership since it's so much effort to make new effort, new episodes, right? Why would somebody go through the effort of creating new podcast episodes if no one is listening? As a podcast guest, you get to take advantage of all the hard work that a podcast host has put into building that audience and all of that technology that they've invested in without having to do it yourself. Uh, the second reason is that podcast tours are easier. Being interviewed on a podcast is typically less work than writing answers to blog interview questions. It definitely is for me, right? And it's emotionally easier because the podcast interview is just like a telephone call, right? You have a 20, 30, 45-minute telephone call. They ask you questions, you answer them, and then you're done. There's no editing. There's no proofreading. It's very straightforward. Uh, it's also definitely less work than crafting a guest post. Uh, it's not less work than sending somebody a copy of your book to review. And you can do that with podcasters. Right? Send them a free copy of your book, hoping that they will review it. Uh, there's then not very many book review podcasts currently. Uh, in fact, if you're thinking about starting a podcast and you want free books, you know, maybe consider starting a book review podcast or a Christian book review podcast. I suspect there's room in the market for several more of those, and there will be a first mover advantage for whoever uh, gets those ready uh, the soonest. Another advantage of podcast tours is that they're cheaper. Uh, so blog tour blogs expect you to send them a free paper copy of your book. Uh, and sometimes they also request you to give them a paper copy to give away for their readers, right? They'll do some sort of contest in the comments. And, you know, two paper copies times 10 uh, blogs, that's, you know, 20 books. And let's say it costs you $5 a book to buy those books and another $3 to uh, mail those books, right? You're talking hundreds of dollars of cost. Uh, to do a podcast tour, there is no expectation of a free book. And in, in podcasting culture, 
there's not an expectation that the guest will send the host a free copy of their book. Of all of the episodes I've hosted for Christian Publishing Show, only one of my guests has sent me a free copy of her book, and I didn't request it. It was a gift. It was a surprise, actually. It just appeared in the mail. It's like, oh, wow, it's a copy of her book. And she wisely sent it before the interview, which we'd already scheduled so that I'd read her book going into the interview, which I was very thankful for. And there's nothing keeping you from doing that, but it's not an expectation. Because again, the podcasters aren't motivated. They're not doing this to get a free book. Whereas for a lot of bloggers, the whole reason they're doing this is to get that free book. So you can save a little money potentially not sending you know, hundreds of free books out uh, to, pod, uh, to bloggers. Because some blog tours, right, you're doing dozens and dozens of blogs that get no traffic, but you're spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars setting that up. Uh, the next reason why best-selling authors prefer podcast tours to blog tours is that podcast tours are more in-depth and persuasive. So a typical blog tour post is between 500 and 1,000 words. Uh, sometimes longer if it's a really in-depth po- uh, blog, but that's that's what I see most of the time. Whereas the typical podcast interview is 20 to 45 minutes and really closer to that 30-minute range to 45-minute range. Some podcasts will go for an hour. That is a lot of time to spend in the mind of the listener, right? If somebody is driving all the way to work through traffic and you talking about your book and your topic are in their head the whole way, what do you think they're going to be very likely to do as soon as they get to the office and sit down at their computer? They're going to buy your book. If they were at all engaged with the conversation that you had with somebody that they already know, like, and trust, right? They already trusted that host of that podcast and then you were on so that trust is extended to you. And now they've heard all about you and your message in your book. Um, it's much more persuasive than just 500 words on a blog post. Uh, the next reason that best-selling authors prefer podcast tours, blog tours, is that podcast tours reach influencers you can't reach any other way. Uh, rich, educated, and powerful people are more likely to listen to podcasts. I've shared these stats on this show in the past, but podcast listeners are far more pay- better paid, far better educated, and they're more influential. They have more people who follow them on social media. So I just like to say to all of my podcast listeners, you're all beautiful. <laughs> you're all beautiful, powerful people, uh, statistically speaking. And there's a certain kind of super powerful like CEO type or celebrity pastor type that you can really only reach through a podcast, right? Somebody filters their email, they're too busy for social media, someone answers their phone, but they listen to podcasts in their car while they're working out. And if you are on the podcast they listen to, you can talk directly to those mega influencers for 30 minutes or more. Talk about influence. This is why podcasting is so powerful and why 100% of best-selling authors this year, sorry, this month, since so September 2019, I did a, a, some research or we did some research with the Steve Lobby Agency. We found that 100% of best-selling authors uh, on the ECPA bestseller list have a podcast strategy. They either host a podcast, they guest on podcasts, or they do both. 60% did both, hosting a podcast and guesting on a podcast. That is really, really high. 
Another advantage of going on a podcast tour is that it helps you hone your message, right? The live and interactive nature of a podcast helps you hone your message better than just having people email you questions and you write up the same answers every time. In fact, that's a very common strategy is the authors just copy and paste the same answers every time. And it's just like the lowest amount. Everyone is doing the least amount of effort possible. And the product is just not a compelling product. Uh, for the readers, which is why they don't exist, which is why blog tours don't work very well often. <laughs> so uh, the other advantage of honing your message in that live interview format is it helps prepare you for the stage if you're going to do public speaking, for radio if you're going to do radio, and it helps uh, prepare you for TV in that, that same kind of questions you'll get on a podcast are the same kind of questions that you get on TV. Speaking of TV, the final benefit is that podcast guesting helps you trade up the chain. So this is a term from the PR world where you trade up the chain from a kind of a niche podcast to a noteworthy podcast and ultimately to radio and TV. So it's like starting in the minor leagues. And as you do well in those minor leagues, you work your way into higher and higher leagues until finally you are on television. You're in front of everyone. Everyone has heard of your book and you're a New York Times bestseller. Podcasting is the easiest way to get started working your way up that chain. And I will say, I used to host a radio show. I had a drive-time radio show. And if I was going to bring somebody on as a guest, I would research them. And one of the things I would look for is if they'd done any podcast interviews. And, and I would listen to those podcast interviews and how good of a job they did on those podcast interviews if I could find them. And if I couldn't find any podcast interviews, it made me less likely to have, have them on my radio show. Uh, so if you have zero interviews that I could find, I was less likely to book you on my show. And as a radio show host, I was not the only one. So podcasting is very powerful for trading up the chain. And in some cases, it is critical for trading up the chain. We've been talking a lot about podcasting recently because it's so important. Uh, and especially in the Steve Lobby blog, we're really focusing on it this week. And we're hosting uh, this week a free webinar about how to leverage the power of podcasting. I'm hosting it. I'll be presenting about podcasting. I'll be talking about some things I've talked about here, but also a lot more that I did not talk about here. I'll be giving specific practical advice on how you can leverage the power of podcasting to become a better writer, to build your platform, and to sell more books. And I'll also be answering your questions live on the air. So this should be a fun, exciting time. Uh, there are registration links in the show notes, and there's also a registration link if you want to get the replay. If you're listening to this later, we'll have the replay available for some amount of time. Um, if you're listening to this two years from now, uh, hopefully the robots haven't taken you, uh, but uh, if the, the robot apocalypse hasn't happened, I cannot promise that the replay will be available, but uh, it will be available for at least 30 days. Uh, our sponsor today is the Christian Writers Institute, and the course of the week is a brand new course that just came out this uh, week, or at least the week that I'm recording this. It would be last week when you, you hear this. And it is how to get booked as a podcast guest. In this course, I take my experience of being a radio show host, a podcast host, and a popular guest. I've been doing this for over 10 years. I started my first podcast back in 2007 when people listened on iPods. This <laughs> is how long ago it was. And um, I take all of that experience and I put it into a course that takes you step by step on how to get booked as a podcast guest, including giving you templates that you can copy and paste for your pitch emails, showing you how to find the email address of popular podcasts, including the most popular podcasts 
um, how to get their email address. And uh, you'll learn high credibility ways of reaching new audiences. You'll gain the influence of a podcast without the work of starting your own. This is the real key of guesting on a podcast. And as we already talked about, access to interview uh, to influencers that you wouldn't reach any other way. And if you're thinking about starting your own podcast, guesting on other people's podcasts is the best, cheapest way to find out if podcast hosting is for you. It's like getting an internship before you get, you go to four years of college to learn that skill. Don't be the guy who went to three years of law school only to find out he didn't want to be a lawyer. You can find that out in uh, two weeks of interning. So you don't need to hire a PR firm for $3,000 to schedule your podcast interviews. You just need to learn how to do it yourself. And that's what I teach you in this course. Uh, so normally we give a coupon code for 10% off, uh, but for the next week, if you're listening to this episode when it first comes out, we're actually offering a launch special that's 80% off with the coupon code SEPT for September 2019. Uh, and if you miss out on that deal, you can still get the 10% off coupon code with the uh, or the 10% off deal with the coupon code podcast. But I strongly encourage you to get it during this opening week because uh, it's the difference between $230 and $49. So it's much cheaper uh, to get it with the coupon code. And I hope to see you at the webinar, either live or on the replay. Thank you for listening to The Christian Publishing Show. For more information and to get episodes delivered to your phone automatically, visit christianpublishingshow.com.